All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. No, Kyle Dubis will not be the next GM of the Oilers. Let's get into literally anything else with the lead. <laughs> That's a good one, eh? You never know. No, I think I know. <laughs> I don't know. Where I do. do. Where do all former Toronto Maple Leafs land? Yeah. They've yeah. always said Edmonton is Toronto's graveyard. <laughs> well, as the saying goes. Yeah. Uh, welcome into Oilers Nation every day, live from the Sports Closet Studio and live over on the Oilers Nation YouTube, where you're all nice and fired up about Kyle Dubis. As Luke commented, Dubis out, confirmed. Uh, APOC Hockey Fanatic was the first comment of the day, though. He says, might be a good time to save some money. I don't even know what that's in reference to. In general? To. I'm saying I think money. he's talking free agency because oh. the title of the show is the best fitting free agents for the Oilers. That makes sense. I don't think you can ever, you can maybe save a little bit of money for a trade deadline, but I would, maybe. Buy, I would buy a little bit still. There's holes. Yeah, the Oilers, yeah, we'll see. We'll get into it today on the show. Uh, welcome in live from the Sports Closet Studio, like I said. Anna Zanin says we need a right D and a right winger. Anna, in order to get a right D and a right winger, you also got to move out a right D and a right winger, as mm -hmm. we talked about yesterday. Uh, Tyler Mulek is in and says, as much as I like our former Toronto players, I'm not <laughs> sure Dubis is the right person for GM here. I know this name was thrown around a lot this year, but what about Pareko to play with Nurse? And touch on that. Um, but let's... Let's start with the Kyle Dubas thing. Come on. It's big news. It happened in the center of the hockey world, Liam. Kyle Dubas gone as GM of the Leafs. And now this is really interesting when you consider the reporting we were hearing in the last couple of weeks. First, it was Kyle Dubas at his year-end press conference saying it will either be Toronto or nowhere. He said he will not resurface next year with a new club. But then the reports were 
The Leafs actually want him back, and it's Dubis who's on the fence about returning. He cited the stress it put on his family and all that kind of stuff. And then today, the Leafs come out and basically say it was their call. They're mm-hmm. deciding not to bring back Kyle Dubis for another season as GM of the Leafs or give him any sort of extension. That, in turn, makes me wonder about his side of the story. Will he stay and, in a way, honor that I'm not popping up in a new spot? Or will he go, whoa, 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 I came to you guys after taking a few days with my family, said I want to be back, and you greased me. Yeah. I I don't think Dubé owes any loyalty to the Leafs. He owes zero loyalty and to them. I think that's a big thing in sports is like, oh, you can't go here because you played for this team or whatever it is, right? It's like, well, if that team doesn't want you anymore, then what, yeah. what do you owe them, right? And I think this is a... And very interesting decision by the Toronto Maple Leafs. I personally wouldn't have fired Kyle Dubas. I think he did everything he possibly could to to make this team a Stanley Cup contender. And you talk about goaltending all you want. Samson actually had a pretty good season overall. Yeah, and he did. That was jo- a good grab. Joseph Wall has been good when he's played for them. Matt Murray, obviously a bit of an experiment. They got what they got from there. But he's put together a great team. And I think yeah. sometimes it just comes down to the players simply didn't execute Maybe you can put that on the coach a little bit too. I thought it was funny that they fired the entire Toronto Marley stuff today too, but haven't touched anything on their own stuff yet. I would imagine they're going to let their next GM make that decision, right? That's true. But I just kind of thought maybe they... Do you not think it just always feels like the inevitable though? When like a new GM comes in, like he's always going to want his, his yeah. own guy. And if it's not his own guy now, it'll be his own guy when they're five and nine to start next season or something. Exactly. Right? And then you're just like, open up a can of worms there too. Like, I feel like just get it over with. Rip the band aid. Yep. Sheldon Keefe is not the future of the Toronto Maple Leafs. No. For the people who are saying, oh, Dubis, you know, next GM of the Oilers, good play to bring him in and have the succession plan for after Holland. One, put some respect on Steve Stales' name. Two, Listen, Dubis did some really, really good things for this team. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and trash him overly hard. But I also think it's important to look at some of the perimeter moves he made. One, he loaded up at this deadline and didn't really get him that far. And he loaded up on pieces that are, aside from Jake McCabe, all leaving. Yeah, He spent a lot of assets on guys who are, in all likelihood, going to walk away. I also think people like to say, no, look, you got Giordano and remember you brought in Simmons and Joe Thornton and all these things. Okay. Did Dubis get those guys or did the Leafs being the Toronto Maple Leafs get those guys? A lot of players who come in and get that 800 K deal. Jason Spezza was another one Mm -hmm. because it was the Leafs and they wanted to play for Toronto. So he had some sizable advantages. He also got a hell of a head start here. He got to start with Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Morgan Riley. He made good moves. I'm not saying he didn't. I like that TJ Brody trade they made a couple of years ago. I liked the Jake McCabe trade this year. The Tavares signing, not great, but in the moment, you do that. So I understand it. And it's done in two more seasons. So it's not like the most crippling thing in the world. He's still a very good hockey player. But what else did he do that was that good? The Kadri for Barry trade was terrible. Yeah. Jake Muzzin was pitching for them. Until, stay healthy until recently for sure but filled a hole it, it is interesting that you mentioned all of that and it's like ryan o'reilly i guess was a good movie so he ends yeah. up staying but yeah they they really pushed all their chips in for this one season and it makes you think like did he know do you think he knew maybe yeah, that like this might be the end for him and you kind of got to go all in now and then go from there because for a team that didn't make it out of the first round until this year it really felt like they thought 
they had been there a few times before when really there was still a lot more steps for them to take. Yeah. I just, I don't think he's the elite GM that his reputation gives off. I agree. I don't think, I think he's a very good general manager. I think he put Toronto in a good spot, but now it does feel like someone does need to come in and, and maybe take that next step. But I think he, I think he is a good GM. Yeah. Uh, someone in here, D white Tavares signing was horrible. I don't buy that, man. You got to think in the moment, like that Leafs team, you know, young players, you go, Hey, bring in a veteran superstar and veteran. He was like 28 when he signed that deal. And John Tavares was a superstar who would, you know, not had playoff success in long Island, but he put up great numbers. I think that Tavares signing was a fine bet to make. I think any sane GM makes that bet. Well, didn't like 10 teams have a meme with John Tavares that year. Like you got to think like, why would you not go in on that? If you, if Toronto didn't go in on that, people would be looking back being like, Oh, I could, do you imagine if Toronto had John Tavares on this team? Yeah. Like he's a great player. And at that point, like plays like that aren't available every day, right? Like you got to take the opportunity. And we always talk about like, oh, is McDavid going to go? Is Matthews going to go? Well, Tavares is like the only star to really move in the last 10 years or so, maybe a little bit longer. I'm not sure, but like he's the biggest player to move yeah. in a free agency. In recent memory. Uh, Owen says, I want this over Steos, in my opinion. Both can't be our GM until next season. Uh, someone else was in here and said, I have no appetite for Steos. Give, go talk to Dubis in a year. Where's this appetite for Dubis? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. this guy hasn't won anything. They haven't gotten a sniff. Find me the slam dunk trades he's made. Hmm. He's made some good moves. I'm not saying he hasn't, but this stuff that he's like the golden child, whatever. And I'm not even like, He's not even like a spreadsheet GM. Everyone loves to be like, oh, Dubis with his glasses and the analytics, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's not an analytical GM, man. The dude had Wayne Simmons on his roster for two years. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, I don't know. I just think he gets this reputation because people hear his name so much. And he was touted as this golden boy, similar to a John Chaika. And he did, again, Dubis is a good GM. I'm not saying he sucks. He's a good GM. He made some good moves. Ultimately, I think the failures of that team kind of on that core not coming through in the playoffs and also maybe the depth not being exactly what it needs to be. But I just, I don't understand the love fest with this guy. I would much rather, you know, Steo says zero NHL GM experience. Okay, well, you got to take shots on guys. You want the next Julian Breezebois? You want the next go down the line? It's the same thing with coaching and Jay Woodcroft. Jay Woodcroft had zero NHL head coaching experience before they brought him in. And it works. You got to take shots with these guys. You need to trust that you can find the right people. And Dubis is just eh, to me. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the next question about this outside of like the coaching staff and everything is Austin Matthews. 100%. Man. It, it made it seem the whole narrative was like Matthews wants to be here because of Kyle Dubas. And it's like, Dubas is gone now. Yep. Like, what does this mean? Like, how does the relationship work with the next GM? And we obviously won't know, but it's this summer you can sign the ticket, right? Yeah. It's going to be an interesting one. I don't think he'll sign it. I think he'll linger. But how can you let a franchise player linger as a UFA into the season? Well, I don't know. That's the Calgary Flames. Well, exactly. (laughs) Like, I just, I think you need to have a real tough conversation with Austin Matthews because right now you might not want to make him the highest paid player in the NHL based on the season he's coming off Mm -hmm. of. Austin Matthews probably won't sign a contract that doesn't make him the highest paid player in the NHL. What do you, they're at a weird impasse here. Are you saying what I think you're saying? I think the door is like the door's not open to trading him, but there is a door and it's certainly not locked. 
Yeah, there's a loose loose lock on it. Yeah. One little twist. I think Mitch Marner could be had. I yeah. A new GM is going to be a totally fresh perspective. Now, there's also a chance that they just elevate Brandon Pridham, their assistant GM, make him the new GM and run this thing back. I, If I was Toronto, I think I'd look outside the market a little Me bit. Me too. I think you do need a fresh face in there to... Because people now have just been involved in this whole process and everything. Like you need new ideas. Someone keeps uh, what was it? Mike D said Brad Tree Levin. That'd be interesting. He actually to Tree Levin's credit, he actually has had a pretty good reputation as I think he's made some good moves yep. under the general manager role at, at the Flames. Like the Tanev deal has been has been decent. He's just not been yep. healthy. He managed to actually get something for Matthew Kuchuk. I know it hasn't worked out yet, but I think Cubido and Weger will work out in the in the long run for them. So maybe it wouldn't be such a bad idea. Has experience of trading players who don't want to be in that city. Yeah. Could be big. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, Tyler Mulek, Dubis to the Penguins. I think if he takes a year off, it's Dubis to the Sens next summer. Ooh. They'll go one year with their ownership being what it is, and like they'll get it sorted out. Then they'll run a year with Dorian, and at the end of next season, they'll shake Pierre's hand. And Kyle Dubis, it's his childhood team. It's who he grew up rooting Sorry. for. Dubis to Ottawa makes a lot of sense. And that heel turn of going from Leafs yeah. GM, losing your job, going to Ottawa, and like going on a run before the Leafs do, that'd be tremendous theater. That would be, I would be, in, is there any names out there right now who could possibly, I know it's very fresh, but has anyone been linked yet with Toronto from what you've seen? No, not really. If, like any Shanahan's buddies are going to be impacted by this. Well, Frank talked about Shanahan maybe taking on a bigger role. Oh, interesting. Okay, I feel like that's a name that people kind of don't want now anymore, too. I think it's slowly it, getting to yeah. that point, but interesting. interesting stuff. Interesting stuff going on in Toronto. They, they'll they probably make some big roster moves this offseason, so mm-hmm. it'll be fascinating because they only got like $7.4 million in cap space still, and that's with a lot of pieces leaving that roster. Their UFAs and RFAs, Aaron, we can flash this back up quickly. Kerfoot, O'Reilly, Camp, Achari, Bunting, Aston Reese, Hall, Shen, Samsonov. Like, 
They got Boy. work to do, man. They're in a bit of trouble here. So that'll be interesting. But let's get into some Oilers talk here because it's time for our Sherwood Ford giant offseason question of the daily. I mean, Frank Saravalli, he teased us today on Daily Face Off Live. He dropped his top 10 free agents for this season. Okay. And what he also did for a few of them was he added potential contracts for them. And I found that very interesting. But uh, let's flash up the top 10 here for Frank because there is a new number one. It used to be bunting. It is now Damon Severson at number one on the list, followed by Bertuzzi, Orlov, who's a left defenseman, JT Comfort, Michael Bunting, Ryan Graves, who I don't hate at all, Alex Killorn, but Graves is also a lefty, Alex Killorn, Patrick Kane, Ryan O'Reilly, and Vladislav Gavrikov. Now I can hear the comments. I can hear people around Edmonton Tip, tip, tapping away at their keyboard saying, Severs into the Oilers, Severs into the Oilers. The projected contract for this guy, according to Frank, and he partnered up with an analytics team to do this, and they're pretty good with this kind of stuff. Six years by 6.1 million. Good Lord, I'm not signing Damon Severs in for $6.1 million. No, no, you can't. You can't do that. that You'd be paying him more than Matthias Ekholm. Foolish. Very silly. Very, very silly. Yeah, I, I... I'm looking at this board and I mean, who, what players wouldn't you want? Right. But it's just going to be such good, a yeah. difficult task for the others to really sign any of them. There is one name though, which I wouldn't mind trying to figure it out. And I've changed my tone on him a little bit, but Vladislav Gavrikov, but he's, I, a, uh, I, he's going to be a little bit of money. I know that, but if there's one name in that top 10, I would like the others to go out. And I think you just help them tremendously would be a Gavrikov. Cause he's, he's a, a left. He's I a lefty. He's a righty. Oh, he's a lefty. I guess so. I might take him anyway. Like I said yesterday, I'm kind of over the idea of like left and righties. Like I feel like they can figure it out as long as it's not like six lefties, six righties. So I think I might be on the Gavrikov train. I just think he would help them just massively. Tyler Mulek has been uh, saying this a few times now in the chat. So we'll get to it here. Colton Pareko floating this back out there uh, on Frank's trade targets board. He did have the idea that they could look to move a defenseman in St. Louis. One of the four, Falk, Krug, Pareko, Letty, they all have no trade clauses. They all make, three of them make six and a half million and Letty makes four. Colton Pareko's contract runs for six more years, seven more years. I don't know how you fit that in unless they're keeping money. Listen, he's a right D, he's 30. I, I don't love the idea of having that contract till he's 36, 37 years old. Yeah. I love the idea of a local guy. I like the player. I don't love the player anymore. I think his game's taken a bit of a step back over the last 18 months. If St. Louis is going to eat some and take CeCe, you're still giving up a first and probably something else considering the financial side of it. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. I like it, but I don't see it as realistic is kind of my point. I think there's too many hurdles to clear to get a deal done for a guy like Colton Pareko. I'm not sure if the juice is worth the squeeze in that sense. And I think they're better off. Again, if you can free up six and a half million somehow for Pareko, I think you're better off just using that six and a half million to get a free agent righty and go get a forward or something, you know? Do you think you would have to pay more for Pareko than what you paid for Ekholm? No. No, just slightly, maybe just It'd a, be first, less. Like a prospect. But again, I think you need, I think you need them to keep money in this scenario, right? Yeah. And I don't know if St. Louis is overly interested in keeping money on a guy who has seven more years. And then you can sit there and go, oh, offload bad contracts. How many bad contracts do you have left if you're the Oilers? Like Yamo yeah. and CeCe would perfectly line up to it. I get that. But then again, you're 
emptying out your bad contracts to bring in one piece and not even giving yourself a lot of cap relief in that sense, right? Like, I think the idea is you offload Yamo and CC and you go get like a $4 million replacement for CC and you go fill Yamo with a young guy or a cheap free agent. Yeah, I just don't think the Oilers need to put themselves in that situation of just locking themselves into a Colin Pareko, who, like you said, is regressing quite quite yeah. steadily, I guess you could say. But the Oilers just don't need that. This group is is good enough without Pareko that you could probably just go and add like a two and three million dollar defenseman to help balance yeah. it out a little bit more instead of investing so much in a Pareko. I mean, a couple of years ago I would have been all over that. Colton Pareko, but no, I'm, I'm off the I'm off the bandwagon. And here, if you can find takers for CC and Yamamoto, and then you're going, okay, we're spending six mil on a D-man. Mm-hmm. Flash this up again, Aaron. He's two years younger. I would go to him. I'd say I'd, I wouldn't do six by six, but I'd say, hey, I'll give you four by six and a half. It would end three years sooner than Pareko, two or three years sooner than Pareko. He's younger, mm-hmm. might be a better fit. Right. Like I, yeah, I just, yeah. I think Pareko and again, you're not going to have to give up assets to get this guy. I think with Pareko, there's an element because of his reputation of you got to offload the money and then you got to pay assets to get him. That's just too much for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a very good point. The, the fact you could just go out and pay the same amount of money for a yeah. free agency and you could kind of put it in your own terms a little bit and not have to give up assets to do it. It just feels like a weird move to, yeah. to kind of do. Tyler Mulek is firing up his own version of the trade machine. He says, Yamo for Logan Stanley, one for one. Stanley's a lefty. What about Dylan DeMello? Three million, right, one year left. No movement clause. Modified. Modified. So six team, no trade list. Edmonton, ah, if he signed in Winnipeg, maybe Edmonton's not on his list. Edmonton might be on his list, though. Depends what he wants. I'm I'm looking at Winnipeg because I feel like Winnipeg is one of those teams you might try and move things around this summer. Pionk? David uh, Hader. Yeah, no, I wouldn't make a lot of him, but he too makes much too much. So. And I think he's valuable. DeMello would be interesting. I don't know what the analytics are on DeMello, but I yeah. like when I watch him, I'm fine with him. He's just kind of that guy you never really notice. So is he your that. fresh look for CC? Like he's maybe not yeah. even an upgrade on CC, but he's a fresh look, which I think is what the others are going to have to go and get. I don't think you can, that no teams, you're not going to have enough money, I think is a good way to put it to upgrade yeah. on a Cody CC, but you just need a fresh face in there, like you said, to just adjust things. And I think it might be a little bit better. He's 30 years old. How tall is he? Six foot. So he got a little bit of size. He fits the, uh, fits the mold for Ken Holland. Let's not forget. Ken Holland doesn't take anybody under six foot tall. He Ken Holland likes them tall, yes. tall and thick. Uh, Aiden says Pareko's just a better day. Harnay can see him turning into that. No, Darren does not have the offensive upside. Like Pareko's got a bomb of a shot. You can trust him to run a power play unit, even if it's power play two. He moves better. He's way Vinny Darnay won't be Colton Pareko. Vinny Darnay will be an everyday NHL defenseman. I believe that, but he won't be Pareko. Do you think Vinny Darnay could become a top four defenseman on this team next yeah. season? No? Yeah. No. I think we're in trouble if that's the case. I think he's a real, he could be damn good third pairing guy. Yeah. Okay. If you Paul Brett day. Kulak. And he doesn't skate as well. It doesn't yeah. skate as well. It's a bad comparison. Um, someone else, uh, Tyler Mulek says DeMello is a good look. Like, Thanks, Tyler. Yeah. If he agrees with it, then it's probably a good move. He's pretty smart. Um, Yamo for DeMello would make sense. I don't hate that at all. Just a swap. Yeah. Money, money both ways. Filling holes, I guess. Like 
Find someone to take CC at that point. Yeah. Spent, go get Connor Brown. You're $2 million ahead because I'm assuming Brown's like 1.25 with bonuses. Or even if he's 2 million, you're a, a million something ahead. And you've got a fresh look on the right side. You've got a fresh look up front. You save some money. That would be a, as the kids say, W move, a Ken Holland dub. A dub. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it. Yeah. Dubs that. in the chat. Let's get some dubs in the chat right now. Hit the like button. Good Lord. 147 of you watching, 26 likes. Spike it up. Get it going. Come on now. Uh, JLM, Severson essentially pays third pairing competition, so his XGF is inflated, similarly to Kulak when forced to play elites, he tapers. That's why I'm not spending. Again, I threw out the example of like, if you really want to go spend six mil on a D-man and you love Pareko, just go get Severson at that point. Yeah. I don't like the idea of paying either of those two guys six million. I think Severson is going to be a bad contract in three years. Is there anyone on that list you want more than others? If hypothetical world, you're allowed to go and get anyone on this list, who would you get? I guess hypothetical, so, unrealistic. Yeah, like you need to walk that balance. I totally get what you're saying. Like, I don't touch bunting. I think he's going to get overpaid. I, I think he's maybe he's he's not Zach Hyman. No, the Leafs tried to yeah. replace Zach Hyman with bunting, and it didn't go that way, and well. didn't resign him. I don't hate Graves, but the lefty righty thing isn't great. Yeah. Alex Killorn, I mean, at that point, does it, does, you're looking at guys who are probably going to come cheap because they want to win. How badly does Alex Killorn want to keep winning? Or does he want one more good ticket and make some coin? Or does he just return to Tampa on like a cheaper deal? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But I think the the mold of an Alex Killorn, someone who has one, is someone who yeah. others would like. Or does he want to be here? Where does Patrick Kane want to go? There's a part of me that still thinks Buffalo. Yeah. I think that would make a lot of sense. We had heard the Oilers were interested ahead of the deadline. How Patrick Kane's got the hip thing too. He apparently needs hip surgery and I don't think he's had it yet. Okay. So is Patrick Kane going to miss the first month of the season? Is Patrick Kane going to just do the one year deals trying to rebuild his value? If Patrick Kane, if you can move Yamo and get Kane for four mil on a one or two year deal, I'm in obviously. But like, is that a possibility? I guess is what I'm throwing out there. How much money do you think you'll want? But that's what I mean. We yeah. don't know. So he's, he's made so much. He's got to be close to 100 million career earnings. Here's a hypothetical for you. One that Jay would love. Okay. Patrick Kane gets hip surgery the day before the regular season starts. Can't play until until late March. Get his LTIR money. The others upgrade a little bit somewhere else. Mm. And all of a sudden. <sighs> Yeah, Patrick came back for the playoffs. Even if he's just a third-line guy, you can probably play him on the power play a little bit if you needed to. Seems like a long shot. I'd want him for the whole year or close to it. Yeah, I'd want him. And I'd also want to know that the hip's going to be okay. That's true. You would need some. Maybe he plays all of preseason. That's ah. Didn't work. Oh, it's fine. We've got to get it done no, again. No, I don't think you're getting that cutesy with it. Uh, career earnings, 115.6 mil. That's not endorsements, folks. That's straight salary. So is it crazy to think? Patrick Kane would look at a little run with Connor McDavid and go, ah, I want to win another cup. Let's see what we can do. I still think it's Buffalo. I could just, that makes so much sense as that team tries to take a step forward. They need some high end skill to play with Dylan cousins and on that second line. It makes sense, but man, sliding them in tempting. Patrick came back to Chicago. No, I think they, I think that's done. I think that's done. Buffalo would make a lot of sense. I wouldn't be surprised by that one by any means. I do feel like he's more likely to stay in the East more than anything. Yeah. I don't think he'll really. We've it, The thing with him is always he's tight with his family. His dad travels on the road with the, 
like to watch a lot. Like yeah. the travel schedule in the West might be something he actually considers. And even just the metropolitan division overall after experience it, like yeah. what is the devils, the Rangers, isn't it like an 18 minute drive to the rink or something yeah. like that? Like why wouldn't you want to be there if you're already over there, right? Depends how bad he wants to win, I guess, right? Yep. If he wants, if his thing is like Stanley Cups, that's all. My legacy in Stanley Cups, then coming to Edmonton would make sense. If his mindset is family and comfort, it's Buffalo. If his mindset's money, it might also be Buffalo. I just can't see his mindset being money. I think it's family and comfort or winning rings. Mm. Buffalo might offer you a unique one at both, but yeah. Um, <laughs> people are asking about Clayton Keller. Tyler Mulek says he's under six foot, so it's a non-starter. <laughs> um, some people are saying they were against Kane, by the way, but Brent said, how about Clayton Keller not reporting to the Coyotes? So if you've missed this saga, it's interesting. Yotes not going, or Yotes don't have an arena deal coming. Clayton Keller's dad's Twitter account posted that players aren't going to report, blah, 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 blah. Tweet gets deleted. Clayton Keller's dad tells Greg Wyshynski, I was hacked in the mm-hmm. hours following the Tempe decision coming down. He says he was hacked. If you've ever been hacked, you know that they don't tweet things about your kid playing hockey. They try to sell your followers sunglasses. Sunglasses is a big one, yeah. And also, you don't get it back in 48 hours if you've ever been hacked. It takes a long time. Mm-hmm. Long time. Hackers, no one's hacking Clayton Keller's dad's Twitter account to tweet out that his kid isn't reporting to Coyotes camp without a new arena. <laughs> also, this isn't junior <laughs> hockey. Kel- Keller really has to go. Yeah, like, I mean, he, he's getting seven schmill next year. Like, he's going to camp. <laughs> I just thought it was funny how the dad, again, it would have been late at night. I'm not here to speculate too much, but couple of whiskeys. Maybe you never, I don't know. I don't know the guy. Allegedly, in my opinion, he may have just tweeted something stupid that he regrets. And instead of saying, Hey, I was frustrated and I spoke out. I own it. That does not represent Clayton's views on things. Yeah. Would have been the honorable thing to do. He said, I was hacked. And then he DM'd Greg Wyshynski and said, cheap Ray-Bans follow this link. <laughs> uh, I mean, if Clayton Kell is available, and the Edmonton Oilers aren't talking to him. Then we're doing something wrong here, people. Yeah, nope. he's an all-star. Uh, Will is in with a little trade machine proposal. Vamelka and Schmaltz for Yamo, Campbell, Borgo, a first and a fourth. I don't really know why Arizona would do that because I think you could get a high-end prospect for Vamelka, which is what Borgo is. Yamo and Campbell are cap dumps that Arizona would want things to take. And a first for Schmaltz is probably his value right now. So I don't think that value is there. I think Yamo, Cambo, Borgo, and a first gets you Schmaltz. Yeah. But then you, you want, have a... You, then you want you, that? No, I don't yeah. think I need to give up that much for Nick Schmaltz. Owen says his dad really said, no more hockey till your chores are done. <laughs> no more hockey till Arizona gets their stuff together. <laughs> Bro's dad really said no. Uh, how Schmaltz, about, yeah. How about the vote that Arizona put on last night? So they just basically put out on Twitter, where should we try play next? Drop your thoughts in the chat. Did you vote? No. Did you? Yeah, I left a vote. Uh, Mesa. 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 Because yeah. my buddy's parents have a house close by. So you want to be a season ticket holder. It, it'd be nice just to drop in. There's a little airport there too. There's not a lot going on in Mesa. Yeah. So maybe that could be a good spot. But I think it was 74% mm-hmm. Chandler. So we'll see. Will says Schmaltz is an $8 million salary, but a 5.75 cap. Hmm. Wonder why the Coyotes are trying to move them so fast. Like, you know, they're scared shitless of having to pay someone an $8 million salary next year. 
He's got three more years on that ticket as well, by the way. Oh, is this a tweet? Yeah, this is okay. This is the tweet <laughs> from Brian Keller. This looks hackers don't send out stuff like this. Apologies to those of you listening as a podcast. He said Keller will not be there at the beginning of the season and expect offers to follow or not sign. Others to follow or not sign. Team will be moved. There are no other options. Blah, blah, blah. It goes on. Yeah. Okay. Brian Keller. I'm sure you were hacked. That's awesome. It's just a weird scenario. Hey, my dad's on Twitter and he would never say something. He DMs me all the time and says, Liam won't come do the show if (laughs) these demands aren't met. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's get into, uh, we talked about the giant offseason question today centered around free agents. There were some other questions in here. Someone asked about Taves. Someone asked about uh, Jonathan Druan. I'm not touching Druan. I'd be interested in Taves one year, one mil. Sure. Do you think Taves might be done? Yeah, I think he might be done. I think Taves might be done. I, I think it's just from like my vibe and my feel of it. I wouldn't be surprised. 70% 70% chance he retires. Yeah. It's, it, to, his, to his defense, he's gone through a lot of the ice this yep. past couple of years. With- ton of money, ton of rings. Start your Hall of Fame clock, man. What does he have to prove? Nothing. Yeah. I, I If I was him, I'd be pulling up to Tampa and putting on my deck chair. Yeah. Not pulling up to Tampa to play for the Lightning. No, no, no. no yeah, Gotta pick a, somewhere else. go ski-doo in that's, the bay. I believe that's what they call it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get to our player grade for Star Mechanical. Starmechanical.ca is where you can find out more about Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. We are moving in order of the jersey numbers, Liam. We started with Bouchard. We went to CeCe. We finally have a forward to talk about. It's our boy Derek Ryan for today's player grade. Here's what I got for Derek Ryan. In the regular season, hey, this guy stayed in the lineup, scored 13 goals, only had seven assists, which is weird when you look mm. at how his numbers kind of break down for the year. Killed penalties, played in the bottom six predominantly. Like he put up 13 goals, not really getting shifts with Connor McDavid or Leon Drysaddle. That's always the caveat when you talk about a forward in the Oilers lineup. I think he had a really good regular season. I think 13 goals, you can't complain. I like what he did defensively. He doesn't hurt you when he's on the ice. Regular season B plus for Derek Ryan. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I'm I'm probably with you on that one. Like you said, he doesn't play with the top guys if ever. 13 goals. What is he found? 36, I think it is. Yeah. So very good season for him. Positive impact, I think, majority of the time. And just a guy who's consistent. Are you looking at what I, I so Liam, the wrong Liam, guy? Liam tried to look up <laughs> Derek Ryan on Elite Prospects. And instead, who did you pull up for us, Liam? Uh, Dylan Ryan had four. 22 points this season. And, oh, sorry, in 2011 with the Sturgeon Falls Lumberjacks. Played with the Beaumont Chiefs in uh, 2011 as well before retiring. 145 pims that year too. Tough guy. Oilers could use him. Anyways, Derek Ryan, <laughs> I go B plus in the regular season. Some people might push it to an A. Listen, if you would have had 15, 16, 17 goals, I would have been like, damn, that's an A. Mm-hmm. 13 goals is like solid bottom six production. He was quality on the ice, killed penalties, did his job. And really, I mean, not really much more, which is why I went B plus. He actually had less points this season than he did yeah. the year before, which is interesting. But yeah, and he played wing too. He didn't play a ton of center. Yeah, he's definitely slowing down a little bit in his legs. You can see, which yeah. is why he was on the wing. But yeah, I, I like the grading in the playoffs. I thought at the start of the run against the Kings, mostly he was very impactful. Fell off a little bit against Vegas, but I feel like a lot of players did. But yeah, I, I think I think a, a B is is very fair for a, a man of his age, yep. to be honest. I think impact. so. Again, he did his job and nothing more. He only scored once in the playoffs. You know? Yeah. Gave him solid minutes. 
Love the guy. Would want him back. B grade. Chance of returning next season, I am going 80%. He went on with Bob Stoffer, said he wants to be back. He's made it known throughout the year. Nugent Bowman's reported there's mutual interest here and like a low money contract to bring this guy back. I think for 900K, I'm in. He also kind of, I think this slipped out that the year he signed at Edmonton, Calgary offered him the same deal. He chose the Oilers. Hey, really? I didn't know. Got the connection here with the U of A, said he'd love to finish his career as an Oiler. I would go, and people might laugh at this because, or rip this because I know Holland did it with Shore. I would go two years, 850K a year. If it really goes so bad, you can bury him. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I have no problem committing a contract to the guy to get him back next year for league men. Two years, 850K. I could see that being a deal. I just wonder if the Oilers want to... It's hard to say too, because the Oilers just don't have right-handed players, Mm -hmm. to be honest. So I think 80 is fair. I might go a little bit lower to just like 70. I wonder if the Oilers just want to add a little bit more speed maybe, but... He's you can surround him with speed and he's a good player. And he's playing the PK. Yeah. And yeah, I th- maybe 70 to 80 is somewhere I would range in his mm-hmm. return. I hope he's back. I really do. Yep. Uh, Ryan Sharp said B plus is accurate. Tyler Mulek just said DR is the guy. Flute says Derek Ryan rocks. Rusty gave him an A in both the regular season and playoffs. The offense wasn't there for me to call him like an A level bottom six guy, but he's a good bottom six guy. Uh, Flute and Mulek both gave him an A. Sergeant Battle said A minus. Sam Squatch agreed and said B. Mulek added, uh, he did what he needed to, added more value than he's being paid. Sure, 100%. He gave you good value at 1.2. I think he'll give you unreal value at 850K, which is why I would give him the second year. I, I wouldn't bring him back for more than 900. I'd, I Maybe would, 950. I would like it to be under a million, yeah. yeah. yeah if it was no, one year, one mil, I wouldn't scoff at it. No. But I'd like the fair. two years, 850K. I just put a poll in the chat, Tyler. Okay. Would you bring back Derek Ryan? I have a funny feeling I know how this poll's going to go. Yeah, I got a sneaky suspicion too. Yeah, I think the people are going to like him. Oh, yes, 100%. <laughs> Will anyone <laughs> vote no? I don't know. Maybe Jones just gave him a C in the chat. Yeah, Jones might. Jones Amour. Uh, clearly not a big one. Brandon says, love having DR in the bottom six. If you're in the chat, by the way, make sure you hit the like button. Come on now. Uh, let's keep moving along here. There's our player grade for today. Uh, Monday. We don't have a show Monday, actually. We're taking the holiday off. We have literally not done this all year. We have worked every holiday except Christmas Day, I think. Christmas Day and Christmas Eve. Or did we did a show Christmas Eve, I think. I think we might have. I think we might have. I think Christmas <laughs> Day is like the only holiday we didn't do a show this year. That is sad. Because we definitely did one New Year's Eve because they played Winnipeg. And yeah. They lost like 2 or 3 1 or whatever it was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah um, so is. we're not going to do a show Monday is what we were getting at there as we uh, plan <laughs> as we plan things uh, live on the air here. Um, how many episodes in are we this year then? We are, this is episode 187. Oh man. So we're going to finish the year like 220 of these bad boys. Yeah. Nice. Anyways, uh, we're not going to do a show Monday, but I think Ekholm is next up in the player grades. Number 14. No 11. Yeah. Because 11's retired, isn't it? Yeah. 11's retired. There's no 12. Oh, oh, oh do we do Ekholm or Devin Shaw? Do we Devin Shaw 14 or, or both? 14 and 19 for Devin Oh, Shaw. 19. We grade him on 19. We grade him on his best stretch. <laughs> so we only grade him from March 1st. There's no playoff grade. Yeah. Sadly. <laughs> well, we could grade his vibes in the playoffs. True. He took true. warm-ups. That was big. That was big. 
Uh, yeah, instead of regular season playoffs, we'll do regular season grade and then a vibes grade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably be an A+. Plus. Uh, all right, let's move along and fire up the trade machine today. I teased this one yesterday and I'm fired up about it. Trade machine brought to you by our friends at AMA Travel, amatravel.ca slash dreams. They got like a vacation machine there. So you can go try that out. I plugged in. I said, I want Eric Carlson getting traded this summer. Trade machine spit out this bad boy. Eric Carlson at 40% retained back to Ottawa, Liam. For Jake Sanderson, a 2024 first and a 2025 third round pick. Let me outline the logic in this deal for both sides. If you're Ottawa, you have some good young defensemen in the system right now. You're still going to have Jacob Bernard Docker, who's going to be a young piece. You have Thomas Shabbat locked up. Jacob Chikrin's 25. Shabbat's 26, by the way. Artem Zub's 27. With Bernard Docker coming on his ELC, Lassie Thompson's in the minors there as well. Yeah. And he's good. You can afford to give up Jake Sanderson. New ownership would love the storyline of Eric Carlson coming back to Ottawa. I think this is fair value to give up. Some people might say, a hair too much with Sanderson being at the level he is and the first round pick as well. And the third would probably have some conditions on it where it could move up to a second. Some people might say first hundred point defenseman since Brian Leach in 92, that's not enough. How many teams are realistically interested in Eric Carlson this offseason? 40% gets him retained down to what? 6.8, somewhere in that yeah, range. It's around there. If you're Sharks ownership, you might not love it, but for at least the next two years, you have Sanderson on his ELC. So you're basically just paying more to take Jake Sanders or to get Jake Sanderson. Mm -hmm. And that's a piece. Why would you not love that guy on your blue line for the next decade? You're getting a first as well. Who knows where that first could be, but you add an extra asset third round pick that maybe could become a second as well. Potentially two solid draft picks and the future of your blue line. And listen, they're in a rebuild. They don't need Eric Carlson. You get a little bit of that money off your books I think that's a win for the San Jose Sharks as well. Carlson probably won't be the 100-point guy. You should sell him for what you can. The Oilers aren't in the market for EK65 anymore. I do not believe that to be the case. I could not see the logic behind it. So who else is going to want this guy? Who else is going to be interested in giving up multiple assets for an aging Eric Carlson, even though he's going to win the Norris this year in all likelihood? Yeah, I agree with a lot of your points. I think San Jose would, would take this for sure. You get two premium assets and you get money off your books. I'm not sure how many teams are giving you and you don't have to take any salary back, yeah. right? That's the big one. Ottawa has like 17 million cap space, so they can do this deal pretty straight up. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. I mean, Eric Carlson back to Ottawa would be frankly amazing. Yeah. And it'd be quite funny to see. I wonder what the whole trade would kind of look like from when he left to when he came and like the whole trade tree around it and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, Eric Carlson back there. San Jose, I think this makes a lot of sense for them. You get a great player, a great young player in Jake Sanderson. He's actually from Calgary, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, first round pick next year. And you don't really know what Ottawa is fully going to be next year. They yeah. still might miss the playoffs. So, yeah, that that's uh, I like that one from San Jose. I think Ottawa might be a little bit hesitant to start with. But once it gets going, I think both teams could be winners. Do you have any idea how cocky I'm going to be if I nail, if the trade machine, I should say, nails one of these? Any of them? Any of them? What was the first one we did? Nylander for Soros. Right. And then it was Hayes for Gerard and a pick. Kevin Hayes. I like for that Gerard one. Pick. And then uh, this one is the third. Uh, it's the fourth. You did Beckman and Lindholm. Oh, yeah. Lindholm going yeah. to Minnesota for Beckman in a first. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see what you all say. Tyler Mulek, all caps, yes, hammer the like button. Brian and Ryan both said no from Ottawa's perspective. I don't know about that. I know Sanderson's good, but 
come on, Carlson back there. They're trying to win, man. They're trying to take that step. I think too, the Claude Giroux sign-in is interesting in the sense of like, they want to bring P players to Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Derek says, I think Ottawa is smart enough not to bet on Carlson replicating this year, but even for this deal to be worth it for them, Again, they're trying to take a step forward and surround that young core with winners or good high-end players. They need to start playing meaningful hockey games. There's value in bringing Carlson and getting one or two more 80-point seasons out of him, not 100-point seasons. I, and he put up 100 points on a dog-shit team. Yeah, the, the Ottawa team will be better next year. For and, for sure. and they'll be miles better than San Jose was this year. Yeah, and the one thing, too, I think is intriguing, and this is like Peter Dorian has proven he's not afraid to kind of yeah. Make the posh to make his team better. Like yep. their first pick this draft is round four for a team that's kind of like in the middle. Like yeah. to me, it shows uh, they're making a push and they're not just trading it for anyone, they're trading it for players with like term on the deals, mm. right? Uh Brian said, Why would Ottawa give that up for max three years of uh of Carlson? Okay, Sanderson hurts to give up, but you got to give to get. And again, you're gonna have Shabbat, Chikrin, Zub. Carlson. Awesome. And then you have Bernard Docker and Lassie Thompson coming up too. You have pieces that you can just go fill on the third pairing. I don't know. I think it makes sense. I think this one makes sense. Mulek said Carlson still lives in Ottawa in the offseason. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that uh Brandstrom as well. Nick Holden. Yeah. No, he's probably gonna. I'd like Nick Holden here as our seventh thief. I wouldn't mind him. Good like out boy, former show of Park Crusader. Yep. Be great. He'd be a great fit. Oh man, I accidentally closed the window with the live feed. Now I can't see what the chat's saying. Anyways, uh, there you go. There's our trade machine for this week brought to you by AMA Travel. Uh, we do one of those every show. Mm-hmm. We do a player grade every show. We do a short for giant offseason question every single show. No show Monday, but we are back on Tuesday live from the Sports Closet Studio. Will Kyle Dubis be a GM in a different city by Tuesday? No. Yeah, too, too quick of a turnaround. Will Sheldon Keefe still be the Leafs head coach? I'm going to say yes. But he won't be when the season starts. Yes. Yeah. All right. Giddy up. Uh, did we have anything else we had to hit on? Oh, Logan Cooley's not going to go to Arizona next year. Hilarious because so funny. he'll be playing in an arena that is double the size of the Mullet Arena. I, I Minnesota think Golden Gophers, right? Yes. I think yeah. it's called the the 3M Arena or something like that. Well, it has mm-hmm. a capacity of 10,000. Mullet Arena 5. Smart move. Bigger fan base in, Smart in move. Minnesota for him. What does that say about that franchise right now? I'm sure they obviously had a little bit of a say in it as well, but I bet Cooley was kind of pushing like, ah, I might stay. I might stay another year. We need some more stability there. But if it's I could of, just see him being like, yeah, I don't want to touch that organization right now. Hasn't signed yet. The Arizona Coyotes, what are they doing? Mulek just posted this. So I went to go check if he was kidding or not. He wasn't. 29 minutes ago, the Coyotes tweeted, pack, word for word, pack. If this tweet gets 20K likes by the end of the day, we'll leak our new arena plans. They've been weird. What the hell's going on right now? Yeah, they've been really weird. How about that one? A couple of down when they, it was the Michael Jackson one there when they went over Wachinski's tweet, I believe it was. That they odds. And it's just like, what are you doing? You're literally the laughing stock of the league. You're not making it any better for yourself. You made a poll asking people where you want to play next season. Who won the poll? Chandler. I didn't even know that was a it was place. A vote. Oh no, Scottsdale, Scottsdale won. Sorry, Scottsdale. Chandler came in last. Wow. Which means that's where they'll pick. <laughs> what what was uh how did Mesa do? Mesa. 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 15.4. Second. Not bad. There you go. All right. Have a great long weekend, everybody. Party responsibly. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's an important one. And come tune into the show on Tuesday. Tuesday. Tell your friends about it as well. You're sitting there on a fire yeah. on May Long. You're like, hey, anyone here watch Oilers Nation every day? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go get a Bud Light, Liam. Enjoy your weekend, everybody.